For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass-market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I'm your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. You can also stream the show online by going to www.federalnewsradio.com. You can also go to the Village Green website, which is www.myvillagegreen.com. And on the right-hand side of the homepage, you'll see a microphone icon. If you click on that, you can download our shows into your iTunes library, and we have all of our shows from the last like seven to eight years all archived for you. We even have a best of section with our favorite shows. It's a great resource. Hopefully many of you listen. Um, today, we've got a great show lined up. I'm talking with Dr. Alan Weiss, who is a local integrative physician here in the Maryland, Washington, D.C. area, who's going to be sharing with us some great insights, particularly related to how to optimize your health, particularly during your, you know, middle years, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And there's some key concepts that Dr. Weiss sees as a primarily practicing physician, working with patients day to day, every single day, helping people in that age bracket make sure that their health is optimized. And while we can't prevent ourselves from getting old, we can certainly make the process better and smoother if we pay good attention to our overall health and well-being and understand how to advocate for our health and well-being. So Dr. Alan Weiss serves as the medical director of Annapolis Integrative Medicine. He earned his bachelor's degree from the University of Virginia and his medical degree from McGill University. He completed his internship in integrative medicine at the University of Hawaii and his residency in internal medicine at St. Elizabeth's Hospital of Boston. He is board certified in internal medicine and is a fellow of the American Academy for Advancement in Medicine and the American College of Physicians. Dr. Weiss has practiced medicine for over 15 years. His clinical interests have led him to conduct studies and publish various articles relating to diabetes, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, and chronic fatigue syndrome. Dr. Weiss's goal is to educate and treat his patients by incorporating the latest research in the areas of conventional and alternative medicine. He continues to pursue and educate himself in leading-edge methods of advancing wellness. Dr. Weiss is also a senior program leader with Landmark Education and has traveled extensively leading breakthrough transformational programs. Married with two sons, Dr. Weiss keeps active in a number of leisure activities, including running, yoga, and music, as well as extensive reading. And I have run into you in the locker room at the yoga studio, Dr. Weiss, so I know that part of your bio is true. Thank you for uh, taking the time to be with us this morning on the show today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And I uh, hope I make it onto your favorite podcast list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, hopefully we will. Let's let's see what we can get to today. So I know, you know, in talking yesterday, Dr. Weiss, about, um, you know, what we're going to discuss today as both of us being uh, clinicians that are practicing every day with patients as our primary, um, you know, outlet of of what we do in our career, we see things come up every day. And while we're going to talk about specific issues related to optimizing wellness in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, I think as you as we talked about yesterday, part of that conversation begins with, 
you know, being a patient yourself and the things that we see and the patterns that we see in patients that oftentimes help improve or take away from their optimal care. And these aren't necessarily things that we control as the doctor. It may be things that uh, an attitude or a way that a patient approaches their own care and their relationship with their treating uh, provider. And so mm-hmm. I, I'd love to get your your thoughts on that. And, you know, I mean, I have plenty as well, but I'd love to hear your perspective since it's something that interests you about, you know, what people should be thinking about as as a patient and how they interface with the medical profession and their providers. Okay, great. Well, yeah, there are two ways to approach this. Uh, and I've had a personal experience with both, which, you know, sometimes when we have personal experiences, it kind of sheds light on what it must be like for others. So a, a few years ago, like two years ago, uh, on January 2nd, my wife developed abdominal pain. And as the day went on, I kind of began to get suspicious that she had acute appendicitis. And I um, arranged for her to have a CAT scan at the hospital where I am on staff. And uh, she did have appendicitis, and then they said, well, you need to go sit in the waiting room for, in, for the emergency room. And they had her as number 23 on the list to be seen, and she was curled up in a ball in agony. And we could not get – and I'm on staff at this hospital, and mm-hmm. I could not get anyone to pay attention to us. It was the strangest thing. And then finally, you know, I just called the operator and asked who the surgeon on call was, and fortunately he was not in the OR. He was available. He came right down, took care of her. Within 10 minutes, she was up being prepped for surgery. Mm. But it really woke me up to, you know, I'm a, I'm a physician, and I'm on staff here at this hospital. If I was just, you know, not that, you know, the average patient in that kind of predicament, what would it, what could have happened? You know, would her appendix have burst? You know, like that. So that's you know, coming from an kind of an extreme, from what people deal with. But you know, also you know, different things I've dealt with and worked with people as, and you know, when I see, you know, the whole range of people from people who are kind of hyper aware of every body sensation they have to people who ignore everything going on with their body. You know, it's become very clear to me that we really do need to be responsible for our health and our well-being and our care and um, to not take anything for granted. And as well-meaning as most physicians are and as much as people try and et cetera, you know, the system in many ways is overburdened. Things do fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. I tell all my patients, the first my first visit with them, I say, listen, if you're going to have any tests done ever with me, and if you don't hear from me within a week, don't assume that no news is good news. You know, it could just mean we've lost your test, or it could mean that the lab never sent it, or it could mean there was a mistake, or it could mean, you know, whatever. But never assume that because, you know, you might be missing. Something could be missed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways. If people actually begin to kind of be accountable for their health, and also accountable for their relationship with their healthcare provider. I think it can make a very big difference for most people. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, it is an interesting story that you tell with your wife's experience. And it is, um, you know, that's a medical emergency and appendicitis and a rupture could have led to a much more serious, potentially life-threatening situation. And still she was number 23 in line and who knows when she would have been seen. 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and I do, you do see that kind of issue play out a- across the board on many different levels from minor issues to more emergent issues like that. And I will say, mm-hmm. you know, some patients that I work with, and I'm sure you find the same thing, are much more engaged in the process. I believe there is this idea with healthcare and with doctors when you walk into a doctor's office and you start to get the process of care, it's almost like you're handing your burden of care over to them. And um, mm-hmm. while it is the doctor's job to you know, properly diagnose and create treatment strategies or referrals or whatever is necessary to address the issue, um, mm-hmm. doctors are just as busy as you are at home at your job, where there are mm-hmm. 50 to 70 emails coming in every day, however many voicemails coming in, plus all the patients coming in. And no matter how careful the doctor is with trying to follow up on every issue, it is almost impossible to keep up with every demand on top of managing staff and managing the office and paying the bills. I mean, I, you know, we all know this um, and many people who run small businesses feel it as well, but maybe somebody running a small business is producing a product that if production gets behind, nobody's going to be in a very life-threatening or health situation, whereas with medicine, it can happen that way. So I I see it in my practice all the time, Dr. Weiss, and I'm sure you do as well. There are patients that can very nicely um, advocate for themselves by making sure they follow up appropriately to check if lab results have been in, to make sure that they are proactive about having prescriptions refilled or items refilled that are proactive about getting their appointment scheduled, that are engaging with the office in a way that promotes their own care in a pleasant, mm-hmm. friendly way that helps them to receive better care and better attention from the office. And so um, I agree with you 100%, and I do see those patients oftentimes get well faster because of the way they're engaged and because of the way that they um, engage the staff and engage the doctor. So I think that's a great lesson for everybody to kind of learn, especially as we segue to our next segment about optimizing health in 40s and 50s and 60s. Well, that's often the time when our first big health issues start to come up. And things start to happen with abnormalities on lab work, cholesterol levels being high, you know, scans showing abnormalities. And it's really important to be a self-advocate. Totally. And one more aside and um, about our hospital experience, and I also really do encourage people, if you are ever seen in a hospital, read your bills. Mm. Because we were... Um, actually not even seen in the emergency room. I think they took my wife's vital signs. We never made it through the door. And we got an enormous bill from the emergency room, which we had to then contest, which is never easy. But I do recommend that people actually do read your bills, especially if there's any aspect of it that you're financially uh, responsible for. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's also not a bad idea to request your records um, after having gone through a hospital stay or a hospital experience. Not that um, there may have been anything that was wrong or done or anything like that, but you don't always know um, what was administered to you in an IV bag. You want to know what medications they were, what drugs they were, what um, you know, what was done, what tests were done, the results. You want to see the doctor's notes. If nothing else, you put it away in a file, and if you have a recurrence or any other issue related to that health problem and you end up seeing a different physician or a different doctor, while you're not expected to understand all the details of the report, providing that to another physician uh, for a similar problem may be very helpful in not having them to have to repeat something or may give them other insights. So even though it may not seem important, having those records is important in any hospital <coughs> for a small fee will release all the medical records associated with any type of hospital stay once you're in. 
Yeah. And there's two things about that that what you just said triggered for me. Number one is, um, you know, I've had I, I, I had a patient who came in and told me about a hospitalization she had. I said, well, did you have a heart attack? And she said, no, they didn't tell me. That. And I went back and looked through all of her records carefully, and she had a heart attack. Mm. She was, was walking around unaware that she had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that game of telephone where one person says something, the next person says something, and by the time it's six people down the line, it's yep. so distorted. And it's like that with our health care, that people hear things or say things or misconstrue something, and it's then assumed mm-hmm. as the truth going forward. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you see that all the time as well, so it's really useful to have those records available. And, you know, like you said, Kevin, it's not, um, you know, patients are, gen- you know, it's, you know, I'm not a car guy. So, you know, I, I, at some level I have to trust my mechanic, but sometimes I get a second opinion and have somebody else take a look and see, you know, what do you make of this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the more you can be engaged and the more you can advocate for yourself, I think the better off, um, you know, you, you're going to be as, and that goes for anything. If you're well ed- educated on a certain topic and you seek services related to that issue, the more educated you are about it, the more likely you are to to get a better uh, outcome with whatever service you're you're looking at. And while people aren't expected to be experts with their health, it is important to take whatever responsibility you can and advocate for yourself. So when we come back from the break, Dr. Weiss, let's pick up the conversation and start talking about some of the nuts and bolts of, you know, how to really optimize our health when we're looking at getting older as far as understanding different things that happen as we age and ways that we can preemptively deal with them to keep us feeling good and feeling well. Because, you know, getting old is inevitable and getting old sure beats the alternative, right, which is getting dead. Um, And so, you know, something's going to happen to all of us, but there are ways to make the whole process go a lot, a lot smoother. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with The Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. And we're going to be back right after these words. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCT. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet. 
committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads. It can all take a serious toll on your health. But we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years. And we'll take the time to advise you about your your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. Next week, make sure to tune in for my wonderful co-host, Dana Lake, will be hosting. And uh, every week, we bring you the latest and greatest related to health and wellness. The Village Green Apothecary has been a staple of health and wellness in the Bethesda area for more than 40 years. If you're not already a customer and you're looking for, um, you know, they've got over 10,000 different products related to supplements and vitamins and natural skincare lines. They've got a full service pharmacy where you can get any prescription filled as well as a compounding pharmacy, which can custom compound different nutrient vitamin therapies and any type of medication that you need. They're a wonderful resource located right on Cedar Lane. We thank them always for sponsoring the show and allowing us to bring you this great information. Today, we're talking with Dr. Alan Weiss. He is the medical director of Annapolis Integrative Medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 15 years, um, doing conventional and alternative medicine, blending the best of both worlds to deliver the best outcomes for patients. So Dr. Weiss, in the last segment, we talked a little bit about just patient advocacy and advocating for yourself as a patient. Um, in this segment, we're transitioning more into this idea of how do we optimize our, our health and get answers for health concerns that come up as we get into our 40s. 50s and 60s. So on the break, we were kind of discussing what we were going to talk about, and you had some really great points to introduce this topic. So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about what we were discussing on the break and let, let gives people some perspective on on how health shifts and changes as we get a little older. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, you know, we were talking about how, you know, as we get older, as we, you know, there's really only two choices. We either keep waking up every day or we don't. And then sometimes, you know, we, when you turn, let's say, 40 years old or 50 years old and life moves on and you deal with different things and jobs and stress and family and things that work and things that don't work in our lives, you know, sometimes people have certain experiences physically and of their body and of their health and of their vitality and of aging. And um, what I've noticed is that some people come in and say, well, I guess this is just because I'm 46 years old or because I'm 52 years old. You know, this is what it feels like. You know, and the irony is, you know, having never been 50, we don't know what it's supposed to feel like. Maybe we observe other people or what our parents tell us, but sometimes people have certain experiences or ways they feel or the way their health is that they attribute to just the, just the process of aging when maybe that's not the case. And maybe there's an approach to dealing with our health that allows us to 
age, get older, because we are all, every moment we breathe, we're getting older, but to age in a way that leaves us with more vitality, um, more aliveness, you know, feeling better, less pain, less fatigue, you know, you know, issues like our libidos, our weight, the ways our body looks. Um, so while you obviously, you know, nobody's going to live forever, what I've seen with people is that if you begin to approach your health, not from, well, that's just because you're 50, but to look to the various aspects of health in order to optimize health, it can make a really big difference for people. Yeah, it can. And I mean, I will say 100% that what I have observed in working with patients is that um, the traditional approaches to medicine, so the more conventional models, um, really are designed to address health issues, sort of crises, right? So when the body has become completely dysregulated, so we can make a clear diagnosis, like your blood pressure is elevated, so here's a medication to help correct your blood pressure, or your cholesterol is up, let's correct it, or like your wife's experience, you're having a medical emergency, let's correct it. Um, not so much trained to look at things preventatively or to look at function and say, how do we optimize function even when nothing is overtly wrong. So somebody may go into their doctor and their blood pressure is normal and their cholesterol looks good and, you know, they get all their basic physical exams and annual blood work and the doctor says, hey, everything looks great. You're doing really, really well. But the person looks at the doc and says, doc, I don't feel good. I'm not sleeping as well anymore. My libido's in the in the trash can. My energy's low. I'm having trouble focusing. I'm feeling like my memory's a little off. You know, what, what's going on? Is there anything we can do? And the doc looks at the labs and looks at the physical exam and says, you know what, you're doing good. You know, I'm, it's just, you're getting older, you know? And, <laughs> and it's just, this is what happens. It happens to me too. We're all, we're all getting older and maybe you need to slow down a little bit or maybe you just, you know, need, and that's honestly, I hear that, come from patients all the time. And some people accept it and they say, yeah, you know what? I'm just getting older. And there's a lot of people that say, I don't necessarily accept this. Um, I want some different answers. And usually that leads people to the door of your office or my office or some like-minded uh, practitioner like ourselves office to say, well, geez, is there anything else I, I can do? Because there are and there is a lot of data and research out there suggesting that if you approach health in a different way, you can help optimize things that occur even as we get older. So let's talk about now that we've set that up. I mean, what are some of the first things, Dr. Weiss, that somebody might look at or concepts that you like to think about when somebody's coming in and kind of in that scenario? Because I'm assuming that's what you, you see a lot of labs are normal. Everything looks good, but they're not feeling so great. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a few things. So um one of the uh, things that, that doctors get trained in is that the, the, the examination, the physical examination especially, begins the first moment you see the person. So just kind of observing people, and um, I'm sure you've had the experience of seeing somebody who is either a, your age or a little bit older or a little bit younger and thinking, my gosh, that person looks really old. You know, so there's the chronological age and the biological age and beginning to look at that. And I like to think of looking at people almost like aspects, like spokes of a wheel. So I look at things like, you know, their basic biological functions. You know, are they sleeping? You know, are they getting to sleep? How much sleep are they getting? How Do they wake up? Um, you know, the quality of their sleep. And frankly, some people think they're sleeping well, and they really are not. I've had a number of people who... I've sent for a sleep studies who would who swore up and down there's no way I have sleep apnea, you know this um, condition where people literally stop breathing many multiple times during the night, 
and they've had terrible sleep apnea. And somebody with sleep apnea or somebody with chronic sleep disorder um, will never really feel well, and it, it wears on them. It wears on their body. Men with men with sleep apnea have low testosterone levels. People with sleep apnea have difficulty losing weight and often keep gaining weight and gaining weight, which only exacerbates their sleep apnea. So I'd be so one of the places I begin with is just the quality of their sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and people do get so accustomed. I see it all the time to sleep dysfunction. You know, mm-hmm. they come in and they're saying, I'm fatigued and I'm tired and I'm not feeling good. And they're coming in because they want help with fatigue or, you know, maybe their memory isn't quite as sharp as it was. They never once say in the intake or on their intake form where I have them list their most significant health concerns, sleep. But when I get to that part of the intake and I say, okay, how's your sleep? Uh, So many times they say, oh, my sleep's terrible, doc. You know, I get up two or three times a night. Sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to an hour to fall back asleep. And it's like, well, no wonder why you're tired. You're not getting adequate rest, but people get so acclimated to their sleep dysfunction and it occurs for Mm -hmm. so long that they almost forget that if they're not sleeping, they're not going to feel well. Yeah. And then uh, women in particular, it's really interesting for me. So many women who've had children, you know, they give birth and they have young children and they start not sleeping well because they always have one ear open Mm -hmm. listening for their child and it just becomes this hardwired pattern of sleep that doesn't go away. And then also I've had many women come in complaining of new onset fatigue, anxiety, or panic, which really is the beginning of menopause, where mm-hmm. they just start sleeping. You know, they may not even have hot flashes or night sweats, but they start not sleeping well or becoming anxious or panicky, not realizing that it's just the decline in their hormones. And that's really, as you know, simple to address and can make a huge difference for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So sleep is definitely one of the first places, you know, we look. And I think you and I can both attest to the fact that oftentimes you can see a lot of imbalances in sleep when you start asking questions. And, you know, I mean, I think maybe we should talk about there's definitely people may say, well, geez, I know I don't sleep well, but doc, I I try taking Ambien or a sleep medication and I didn't like the way it made me feel. And so I'm not going to take that. Um, But as you point out, I mean, if you trace it back and maybe it's related to a hormonal issue or maybe it's related to something else, there are many ways to optimize sleep by supporting optimal function of the body rather than just giving, let's say, a medication or even a supplement that just induces sleep, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a number of things. It's really useful to kind of step back and look at just look at a person's lifestyle. Like, what do you do all day? You know, there are people who... You know, we both work in the D.C., Baltimore metropolitan area, so I have plenty of patients who commute an hour and a half, two hours each way to work. Mm -hmm. So they wake up very early, commute to work, you know, deal with a long commute home, get home at 8, have to deal with everything they do at home, you know, maybe eat a late dinner, go to bed with a a full belly, and then wonder why they don't, and then they do it again the next day. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they're exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, So addressing lifestyle and stress. Mm-hmm. You know, stress is real. We both know stress is real. Stress activates the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, the HPA axis, which is the stress management access, axis of the um, body's hormonal system. And for some people, they are in this chronically wired state, this kind of uh, stress state, this um, fight or flight state that never quite settles down. And you have to address that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's great ways to evaluate that, um, you know, looking at different diagnostic tools that aren't traditionally offered to understand things like stress hormone variations and aspects related to adrenal function. And there are great interventions that are non-drug-based that support a better balance of those hormones, even in the face of stress. Because while, yes, we all should probably enact better stress management strategies, it's not always realistic to look at that person who's got that early morning wake up and two-hour commute and say, well, sorry, you know, I can't help you until you quit your job. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and so we've got to say, all right, well, there are some things that you can do that can improve your your how your physiology is working by trying to eat earlier. Maybe we get you eating a good late snack and then you have a lighter dinner so your stomach's not full when you go to bed. And we try and get you on a better sleep hygiene regimen. And we try and do all these things, but we can also use supportive therapies to improve your body's response to stress. Um, because mm-hmm. we know that there's many things from the natural pharmacy, specifically a category of herbs called adaptogens that are so named yeah. because they help the body to adapt to stress. And there's a ton of research behind their ability to help modulate stress hormones like cortisol and improve uh, mental and physical function and regularity under times of stress. Yeah. And even, absolutely, and I use plenty of those in my practice. And um, even beyond that, just simple interventions can be really effective. You know, I've, I have my patients who are dealing with this kind of issue. I tell them to take three, four, maybe five times a day and take two minute times where they just simply breathe in and in for six seconds, out for six seconds. And I, I let them know the first times you do this, those two minutes will literally feel like an eternity. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of deep breathing that activates the tranquilizing aspect of the nervous system called the parasympathetic nervous system and begins to allow their body to balance its nervous system and its stress system so they're more able to be relaxed even in the face of traffic or a difficult situation at work rather than always being on edge. Yep. And that's what I think a concept that most people don't understand, say, my God, my day is so stressful, Doc. I mean, how is taking two minutes to breathe deeply a couple of times a day really going to make a difference? And what people don't understand is that you have to, if you continually engage your parasympathetic nervous system, even for short periods of time, the overall effect is cumulative and your body better responds to stressful situations. And that's what you see when you study people that do regular meditation on a daily basis. If you put them under stress, somebody who's doing activities that engage their parasympathetic nervous system on a regular basis, their stress hormones elevate for a shorter period of time than people who do not do those activities. So even though they're very short little windows in what might be otherwise a very stressful day, if you can do them regularly um, on a consistent basis, the benefit is cumulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the last thing I was going to say is, you know, and we could maybe get into it a little bit more in the next segment, but, you know, especially when people come in with, you know, an accumulation of belly fat, um, which has happened over a relatively short period of time, you know, often you'll find that they've been under intense periods of stress, impacting their sleep, et cetera, and the stress hormone cortisol can absolutely um, cause fat deposits around the abdomen. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of a 
clue to for some people that this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we're going to have to take a quick break, Dr. Weiss. That was a fun segment. When we come back, we can pick up the conversation, continue exploring these really important but often overlooked concepts related to optimizing how your body ages, particularly through your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and how you can uh, maintain good health, good vitality, if you pay attention to these really, really important issues. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back right after these words. Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number seven, available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths, offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800. Or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember, Cognisure for healthy brain is aging support available through your healthcare professional and village green apothecary have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months one theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure our bodies don't make enough vitamin d which is essential to proper immune function that's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin d thorn Research's vitamin d products are made from pure vitamin d with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added Support your immune system with Thorne's Vitamin D-1000 and D-5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. Today, we have Dr. Alan Weiss on the phone with us today, sharing great information related to optimizing your health throughout your 40s, 50s and 60s. Dr. Weiss is the medical director of Annapolis Integrative Medicine. He is a uh, board certified in internal medicine and is a fellow of the American Academy for Advancement in Medicine and the American College of Physicians. He's been practicing medicine for over 15 years, offering patients cutting edge therapies that utilize the best of natural and integrative therapies as well as conventional therapies. So Dr. Weiss, thank you for taking the time to be with us this morning. 
Great. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great. So, I mean, we can't talk about optimizing our health as we get older without discussing some aspect of nutrition and diet. So there's a lot of different concepts here that we could discuss. I mean, when you talk about diet, my gosh, I mean, you know, people can drive themselves crazy. Should I be vegan? Should I be vegetarian? Should I eat Mediterranean? Should I be paleo? Should I be high fat, low, low protein, high, uh, low carb, high carb, low fat, high fat? I mean, it's, it's maddening, right? Because every single mm-hmm. week or month, there's a new book or diet craze, mainly around helping people lose weight. But I mean, honestly, if you really distill down the basic concepts of any diet that's been shown to have health benefits in relation to reducing risk of cancer, reducing risk of heart disease, reducing risk of diabetes, um, you know, reducing risk of most of the chronic medical condition medical conditions that Americans face. They boil down to the similar concepts. It's just, you know, people sort of take their own spin on it. So tell us, Dr. Weiss, from your experience, what kind of dietary principles or what are some of the most important things related to diet and nutrition that you think people should consider, particularly as they get older? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of use myself as my own laboratory. Um, because there have been times when I, when I put on some weight and then I took off weight and I dealt with my weight and my weight is pretty consistent now, uh, but I had to go through all kinds of things. And it's been a learning process for me. I remember years and years and years ago, you know, I was um, eating and I ate, I bought this loaf of cornbread. I thought, well, you know, there's no fat in this, so it's fine to eat. So I ate the whole thing, being completely unaware of the carbohydrate contents in that cornbread, plus the effects of probably GMO corn in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember hearing on national public radio an interview with the guy, I think it was a farmer who had just turned like 105 years old and he was still alive and vital in farming. And the interviewer asked the guy, you know, what's your secret for living this long? He said, well, people just eat too damn much. <laughs> so it's the, there are many t- types of diet that can work for people. There is the Mediterranean diet. There is the paleo diet. You know, there's something called intermittent fasting, which can be very effective in provoking weight loss. You know, because the human body is really not designed for just the continual inflow of calories. Mm-hmm. The, human bo- the human body evolved during a period of time when sometimes there was food and sometimes there was not food. Mm-hmm. And one of the principles that I use to look at it is this, that the human body and our genetics evolved over a long, long period of time. And only for a very short recent period of time have we had all this sugar available to us, all this, the plethora of types of foods available to us. And that maybe the human body is not designed for that. You know, so when I put people, when I work with people and they lose weight and there are various approaches I use to lose weight, then they ask me, well, when can I go back to eating normally? And I say, well, if by eating normally, you mean going to the mall and having a, you know, one of those pretzels or going to, you know, eating, like having a pizza every night, if you call that eating normally, if you go back to eating normally, you'll end up where you started. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, in this day and age, sometimes people call eating normally what's just simply available in our diet Mm -hmm. versus how we can eat that optimizes our health. And nothing necessarily works for everybody. So, you know, another analogy I use with people is that 
Some cars require diesel fuel. Some require premium fuel. Some cars, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to look at what works best for you. And the thing that seemed to work best for most people is to eat in such a way that reduces insulin levels. And insulin is a hormone produced by the body, and most people know insulin because of diabetes. And type 1 diabetics are unable to produce any insulin and are dependent on insulin, but a far greater percentage of people with what we call metabolic syndrome or type 2 diabetes in our society are people who become resistant to the effects of insulin and, in fact, have too much insulin in their body. And insulin drives fat into fat cells and makes people fat, and it's quite likely, and there's more and more information, that high insulin levels um, increase our cancer risks and may even be one of the root causes of Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are seeing some really interesting research relating to that, and keeping a good glycemically controlled diet is another very, very important concept. And your you know, thoughts around eating what is a normal diet, I mean, food is a really important source of gratification and pleasure for most people. And we have such an abundance of things that just taste so delicious and that are so at our disposal um, that it is hard to re-educate and to relearn about what is quote unquote normal for the human body as far as calorie intake and food intake and fat intake and what it should all look like. But um, I agree, some of the most exciting research on helping to prevent the onset of a lot of the conditions that are associated with aging in our, in our culture has to do with balancing insulin levels. So, um, you know, and that's a concept where somebody may say, yeah, I do intermittent fasting, but on the days they don't fast, they say, oh, no, I eat a healthy diet, doc. I really, I really love fruit. I eat like seven to eight servings of fruit a day. Well, you know, that might be a problem, right, Dr. Weiss? Absolutely. You know, um, and here's one of the, here's one of the things that I say to people to wake them up to something is, Nothing inherently tastes good. It's that your brain tells you that it tastes good. And why your brain tells you that Skittles and a Cinnabon taste good is because those foods have high levels of sugar and starch and fat in them and does provide a lot of energy. And the part of your brain that tells you if something tastes good or not is a very primitive part of the brain that is all designed around survival. So that part of the brain knows if I can get as much of that as possible, I could, I'll, have, I'll be able to store fat in case, you know, I don't, can't eat for the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of the brain that evolved a long time ago, mm-hmm. and, and it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. That part of the brain does not know there's a 7-Eleven around the corner, and I can always go to the drive-thru with Burger King and eat 1,000 calories. So somehow we have to outsmart our brain that tells us that this is what tastes good because that part of the brain is not interested in you being lean and fit. That part of the brain is interested in you having as many calories available in case there's no food available over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's such an important concept, especially in the context of our conversation regarding optimizing health as we get a little older, because oftentimes in your younger years, your teenage years, your 20s, your 30s, you can metabolism and cellular metabolism is set at such that you can oftentimes not pay so much attention to what you're putting into your body, but still maintain aspects of your body mass index that are very favorable. And as we get a little bit older, that cellular metabolism does start to change a bit, no matter what we do. And then we start to see some of the effects 
And so relearning some of those concepts as to, geez, what should I have been doing for my body? How should I eat? Um, is really important to consider as we start to face basically changes in our body that we didn't necessarily look at before. And while optimizing hormones and optimizing sleep and things like that can help to keep the metabolism and health of cells where, where they were when we were younger, the idea is it's a much more holistic, healthier concept to look at the lifestyle aspects first rather than to use any type of pharmaceutical, even if it's a natural hormone replacement, to try and push the process along. They need to be blended together if you really want to what we call optimize health and really support the fundamental aspects of vitality. Yeah, really. No question. And it's really why and how I got into practicing this kind of medicine because I would see, I used to work in an office where I would literally see 30 to 35 patients a day. And if I, um, you know, if one of the patients, if a patient was listed as has a sore throat or has a cough, and then they wanted to sit down and talk about their diet and talk about their sleep and talk about, and I, all I can think have in my mind is the waiting room getting more and more and more crowded and the charts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have time for it. So I decided to practice a type of medicine, which was not simply about writing 13 prescriptions at a time, but trying to reverse what wasn't working to put people in a, in a direction. And I would say to my patients, you know, eventually I was saying, you know, we have two choices here. You know, you can keep doing exactly what you're doing with your life and your lifestyle and your diet and your exercise, et cetera. And that list of prescriptions will get bigger and bigger. Then you'll have a side effect from a prescription. We'll give you a prescription for that side effect. And that'll be your life. Or you can begin to get interested in actually optimizing your vitality, optimizing your health. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's very rewarding, especially for when people come in and they're committed to the process because you will literally see people's lives completely transform and um, watch their health transform. Because what I tell people all the time is every single one of your cells is always actively trying to express its optimal health. And um, most of the time when we're experiencing some sort of health issue, there is something that is inhibiting the ability of that cell to express its optimal health. For some people, it may be a lifestyle issue, um, the way that they're eating, um, the way their stress levels. For some people, it may be um, an infection problem or, a, or an organ issue or, you know, there's so many different things. But if you can spend the time with people to really sit down and try and figure out what is actually stressing the body that's preventing it from expressing its optimal health at a cellular level, you can then at least start to come up with a plan to start removing those burdens. And I've seen people from little babies all the way to people in their eighth or even ninth decade, simple changes, the cells will respond. And you can see people have amazing results no matter how old or young, if the right therapies are applied to the right person. And, you know, while drugs and medications have their place in helping to manage health conditions, they're not promoting the optimal function of cells. They're usually preventing or at least rerouting some sort of physiological issue that seems to be causing a problem. So it's such a a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So we're going to take a a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be, I think we're already onto our last segment, finishing up this conversation. There's a lot of really other important topics to cover. So don't go anywhere. This is Dr. Kevin Passero with the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500. And we're going to be back right after these words. 
Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Bridging the gap between nutraceuticals and pharmaceuticals. That's the concept behind Zymogen's new exclusive and patented line of formulations, which utilize sophisticated delivery technologies to focus on specific molecular targets. The Zymogen EP line features Immunitix 3.6, a potent ingredient that has demonstrated a measurable ability to prime and enhance immune cell function. Applications include immune system support and support for white blood cell recovery following radiation therapy and other bone marrow affecting treatments now available at village green apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com for over 10 years nordic naturals has been the world leader in crafting omega-3 fish oils that are great for the body and for the planet they work one-on-one with researchers and select fishermen to harvest only those fish species that are flourishing with nordic naturals you get all the benefits of omega-3 a strong heart clear eyes and flexible joints plus the reassurance that their products are environmentally friendly. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. Did you get enough lutein today to support eye health? Most Americans consume only 2 milligrams per day, yet populations with good eye health often consume 6 to 20 milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging. Vision Optimizer from Gero Formulas supplies lutein, zeaxanthin, and 13 other vitamins, phytonutrients, and herbs that support eye health and function, reduce eye fatigue, and promote eye comfort. For more information, visit at Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody, to the Essentials of Healthy Living here on AM 1500, brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary. I am your host for today, Dr. Kevin Passero. Thank you all for tuning in. We're here every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. We're on the phone with Dr. Alan Weiss, the medical director of Annapolis Integrative Medicine. He is a uh, board certified in internal medicine and a fellow of the American Academy for Advancement in Medicine and the American College of Physicians. Dr. Weiss has been practicing medicine for over 15 years and has a wonderful grasp and concept around integrative medicine and really helping people unlock the vitality that is held within all of us, even in the face of getting older. So Dr. Weiss, this is our last segment, and it's kind of short, but let's touch on some really um, additional important foundations of health that people need to be thinking about when um, considering how to maintain their vitality. We've talked about sleep. We've talked a little bit about endocrine function, diet. What are some of the other big ticket items that people need to think about? Yeah, well, one of the things I'm surprised they didn't bring up yet, but we should definitely bring up, is the gastrointestinal system, the GI system, just because, I mean, that's, you know, what absorbs our food. You know, a very high percentage of our immune tissue is in the gut, something like 75 80%. 
you know, our gut makes, you know, most of the neurotransmitters in our body, like serotonin. Um, so, the, 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 you know, one of the, just like with sleep, if you don't heal the GI system and have an optimally functioning GI system, you are never going to be optimally well. So one of the things that I see constantly, and I ask people, are, is um, do you have any stomach bloating? So when you eat, does your belly kind of, you know, get full of gas, or do you feel distended or get full very easily? You know, and people have their colonoscopies to make sure they don't have colon cancer, and that's very important. But what I find constantly is that people have what we call what is now known to be small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO, where bacteria grow too high up in the gut towards the stomach, encounter food, and produce gases a byproduct, resulting in um, both that kind of distension. It can also result in what we call malabsorption, where people are not really absorbing their nutrients. It can result in various food allergies, and it can also result in what we call leaky gut, which is now in the conventional medical world, formerly known as intestinal hyperpermeability. And, um, you know, there have been some articles about that people with bacterial and yeast overgrowth of the gut have difficulty losing weight. And treating this can make a very big difference. Um, And, you know, I'd invite people to bring that up with your doctor or your gastroenterologist or find a doctor who is aware of this. And it's actually very, very simple to treat. How we test for it is something called a SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth breath test. And you can get do it at home with a kid and mail, mail it in. I won't go into the details of it just because of time, but a very simple, non-invasive test to do. And the treatment for bacterial overgrowth is there are great herbal therapies. There's a number of great herbs that can uh, treat these bacteria. There's a, uh, also an ba- uh, antibiotic that I use called Zyfaxin or Rifaximin, which is an antibiotic that doesn't get absorbed through the gut, so there are very few side effects, which is very effective. And I also treat people for yeast overgrowth. Now, when people deal with it, sometimes they have to stick at it for a while because sometimes it works and the symptoms come back and they need some a few different courses of it. But it can really make a big difference in terms of just people being comfortable, how they feel, how their gut functions, and even allow for weight loss where that hasn't been um, working for people. Yeah, there's uh, phenomenal effects with, with potential weight loss. And I interviewed on the show Dr. Gerard Mullen from Johns Hopkins University, who pioneered a lot of the work related to the diet associated with it and um, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth and some of these different concepts. And he found that by treating GI problems, people were losing weight because inadvertently he was actually treating these bacterial imbalances, which were helping people or keeping people from losing weight and, and addressing their symptoms. So it is a hugely important concept. The gut is really a huge foundation of health. And as long as your colonoscopies are clear and you're not having acid reflux and other symptoms, most doctors overlook kind of are there any gut issues as long as the major tests aren't showing any significant pathology, whereas people oftentimes will have chronic ongoing symptoms and aren't getting answers. So, Dr. Weiss, what, let's kind of start wrapping things up a little bit. I mean, share with people kind of a roadmap. I mean, what should people be thinking about and looking at as if we summarize some of the things we've talked about in the show today as far as advocating for themselves and in, in creating a health plan that really optimizes their health as they get older? Yeah. So I would break it down to three, maybe four items. Uh, Number one is sleep. So if you are not feeling well, if you have chronic health issues, if you're chronically tired or achy or have difficulty losing weight, 
I think it's smart to take the case that your sleep probably isn't great. And how do you address that? Well, you know, there are many devices people can get, like Fitbit, and there's about 20 other versions of those on the market where it can tell you how restless or still you are at night. It doesn't really measure your brain waves or anything, but that's one way to get at it. Um, does your spouse or partner say you snore? If you do, well, you do, if they say yes, then you snore. And you, you know, especially if you're overweight or have a thick neck, you may want to consider getting a sleep study or seeing a sleep specialist. Um, and also, like I said earlier, addressing lifestyle, you know, your diet, your stress, you know, it's what we call sleep hygiene and addressing your sleep. So if you're not feeling great, if you're tired, achy, unable to lose weight, take the case that there's a sleep, some, some sleep issue until proven otherwise. So that's number one. Uh, number two, even though we talked about it relatively late in this um, um, session, you know, going back and dealing with the gut, make sure you're having regular bowel movements, movements, not bloating, you know, be on the hunt for food allergies and a health professional who's interested can help you look at what foods can, might be, you might want to take out of your diet. There's something called an elimination diet that you might want to consider doing as well to get a sense of what foods work for you and what doesn't work for you. People are commonly allergic to grains and dairy. People eat too much sugar. Some people can't handle corn or eggs. And especially foods that you've been constantly putting into your body are often the foods that we begin to get insensitive to. So mm -hmm. hunting those down and optimizing your uh, GI function is really important. Then third, and I think the last thing I'll talk about is your hormonal system, the majority of which includes the thyroid. The thyroid gland is a gland in your neck which produces thyroid hormone. Thyroid, every cell in the body has thyroid hormone receptors. It's responsible for creating energy in our body for driving cellular function. Then there are the adrenal glands we talked about, which are the stress-handling glands of the body. And then there are the reproductive hormones, testosterone in men and in women, um, then there's also you know, estrogen and progesterone in women and achieving a balance. And I do a lot of work in my practice with uh, hormone balancing and bioidentical hormone, hormone replacement, and that can make just an enormous difference for people. Mm -hmm. You know, women in their 40s, you know, who are going kind of early on in the stage of menopause, just a little tiny bit of progesterone cream can make an enormous difference in their sleep, their quality of life, and how they feel day to day. Yep. Well, Dr. Weiss, we are out of time, but that was a great summary and overall a fantastic show. Fantastic insights from a uh, clinician who is every day working with patients, working on these exact issues. So I hope all you out there got a great education and really learned some of these wonderful clinical insights coming from uh, Dr. Weiss. So thank you so much, Dr. Weiss, for spending the time with us on the show this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Sure. All right, everybody, that wraps up the show today. Thank you for tuning in. This is Dr. Kevin Passero wishing you all the best in health. Until we talk next time, take care. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside of the Beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health, and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top-quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists are here to advise you about creating your very own individualized healthy living plan. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, 5415 West Cedar Lane, or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com.